Hello, it's Charlotte's sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's Charlotte Farrell, your host of Powered by Age, Canada's largest senior-led longest running senior led podcast. We are today talking about gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, I am so grateful that we are taking our program through and on the unceded lands of the Squamish, Musqueam and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We greatly appreciate the fact that our country is working toward resolution and reconciliation around those lands. Today, uh, our theme is gratitude. We have participants that have stories or poems or thoughts about it. And then if you happen to be someone listening to the podcast afterwards, you can also send a message to Charlotte Farrell, pbaafc at gmail.com. And you can be uh, entered into the weekly invitations to our program or get more information on all the places where you can hear it. Okay, so now we'll just start off with uh, each person that's here early to give their name and tell one thing you're grateful for and then uh, read your story or, or uh, poem that you're going to share. So we'll start with Jeannie. Hi, I'm Jeannie Caymans, and I am telling you what I am grateful for. I am grateful that I was born into a part of the world without war. I am grateful that I never had want. I am grateful that I could get a great education. I'm grateful that I was born with curiosity and intelligence. I'm grateful for my many talents. I'm grateful that I have empathy. I am grateful that I am funny and have a sense of humor. I am grateful that I am culturally Jewish and religiously an atheist. I am grateful that my brothers are still alive, with health and able to be ambulatory and have most of our marbles still in our 80s. I am grateful that I live in a time of science and medicine I am grateful that I have a good partner who shares my world view, both politically and domestically. I am grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my foster family and my chosen family. I am grateful that I have so many good friends. I'm grateful after all. Well, I'm grateful that I can hear that poem on so many elements of life that you are grateful for and express it with so much joy. Thank you, Jeannie. 
grateful. I never thought I was going to be grateful about anything. <laughs> Today on Powered by Age, we're talking about gratitude and we have uh, people that are going to be sharing poems. We'll be sharing our thoughts as well as stories about gratitude. And so in just going through having people that have come on early introduce themselves, remember, even if though I call on your name, say your first and last name <laughs> and tell us what you're going to be sharing. So we'll go to uh, Leslie. Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert, and I live in New Westminster. And what I'm grateful for right now is the gift of sight, because I have just had my second cataract operation. And I can see the world. It's bright. It's clear. It's wonderful. And I'm seeing things that I've never noticed before. So, yeah. Uh, okay. And what will you be sharing with us later? Okay, I have a, a short poem that I wrote called A Posy of Gratitude. All right, uh, Ramona. Okay, so I'm Ramona, and, the, and, and then I've, I've moved to Canada recently, and, and the thing I'm grateful for right now, after moving from Mississauga to Vancouver, is being able to walk by the sea the false creek seawall every day it makes me feel really happy because i've always been living by the sea in mumbai um i have a short story to share should i go charlotte should i do well, it we'll wait until after real um introduces himself then we'll go back sure. around with what sure. each person's doing okay neil hi my name is neil ryan my book is called From the Other Side. It's available on Amazon. It's a book of poetry and short stories. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about gratefulness, having dishes to do after lunch. I'm grateful there are dishes for me to do after lunch. It reminds me of the grace in which I live. Ready, set, go. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, ha help a starving artist by the book <laughs> from the other side.ca. Oh, no, that's my website. It's on Amazon from the other side. Okay, I'm going to be sharing a, a poem of gratefulness about being able to skip, skip and smile. Although with the, with the way that we had that rain and snow together on Monday, I was not doing any skipping because I could have slid right under the handy dart. <laughs> okay, so we're circling back around to you, Leslie, for your poem. Uh, yeah, this is just a very short poem. Um, based on the secret messages of flowers. Gratitude is a bouquet of scent and color. Fresh daisies call up an innocent childhood, weaving flower chains in a summer meadow. Spring crocuses growing in the park, brilliant gold and royal purple, recall the optimism of youth, not yet tempered by the cares of adulthood. Ivy, twining, binding us together in gentle bonds of honeysuckle sweetness, reminds me of friendships I have treasured 
stage is for wisdom, born of experiences both bitter and sweet. And no bouquet would be complete without the heady scent of red roses for love and an iris, rainbow of promise and hope. Mm. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> I love roses. I love all the flowers, but especially roses. Um, Ramona? Okay, here goes. Um, the doorbell rings. It's 6.30 a.m. Who could it be so early, says mom. My dad opens the door. He sees a young man at our doorstep. The young man holds out a wallet, a wristwatch, and a wedding ring to my dad and says, Jerry Lobo has met with an accident. We're shocked. What has happened to my brother, Jerry? My dad screams, where is Jerry? What has happened to him? My mom sobs and says, ever since he married that girl, he's had one problem after the other. My mind is in a turmoil. But the young man blurts out, Jerry Lobo met with an accident at work. His left hand is badly injured. He is at the Messina Hospital. I'm filled with mixed emotions and say, thank God he's alive. Mom, Dad, let's go to the hospital at once. We found my brother very depressed with his injuries. The little finger of his left hand was cut off and the other fingers bent badly. He didn't want to go back to work at Mahindra and Mahindra, a jeep factory where he used to work. Racking my brains about whom to turn to for help, I suddenly thought of the bearded guy. This was a friend whom he loved a lot and who made him laugh so much. However, his friend had left Mahindra and joined Simon Cobbs. And since I didn't know his name, I called Simon Carves and described him to the operator as the bearded guy, which was what my sister and I called him. To cut a long story short, he came immediately and often to visit my brother. And that, my friends, is how I met my husband. Yes, the bearded guy was Srinivasan, to whom I am so grateful for several things. First, for 23 years of a wonderful married life together. Second, for giving me two amazing, brilliant and talented children. Third, for bringing so much harmony into our family. And fourth, for sharing his life's philosophy, which has stayed for me and which is expressed so well by John Macefield, who says, quote, laugh and be merry. Remember, better the world with a song. Better the world with a blow in the teeth of a wrong. Laugh, for the time is brief. A thread, the length of a span, unquote. And to all of you for listening to me so patiently, I'm saying thank you in a few languages that I know, English, Konkani, my mother tongue, Hindi, and French. So here I go. Thank you. Dio Borekor. Shukriya. Merci. 
Merci. Thank you. Wow, that was a beautiful story. We're going to invite people's comments on each person's reading after everyone has had a chance to read. But uh, I love that story. What a surprise for your husband at the end. Uh, okay, Neil? Grateful for the dishes. I was washing the dishes on early on this week and after I got your email asking for things to be grateful about. And I, I need to tell you that my thinking is always how blessed I am, how blessed I am where I live, the people I associate with, my partner. But what it reminded me of was when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, I lived in a lumber camp in northern Ontario. The water that we had was from the river below. The heat that we had was from wood that had been cut in the bush and, and chopped up for a big round 45-gallon drum of, that had been made into a furnace. And a man came around in the middle of the night, and we're talking 20, 30 below zero. He would light the fire and make sure he would make sure it, it stayed lit, stayed afire. But here I am on the 19th floor of a building looking down in, on New Westminster. <laughs> and uh, I want hot water for the dishes. I turn the tap on and hot water comes out. And I do my dishes, and I rinse my dishes with cool water. In the lumber camp, we didn't have those things. So the, you know, you scooped water from a bucket that the, that the, the horse-drawn water carriage brought to us and heated it on a stove and then when my mother did dishes she would put it in a teapot and heat it up on the stove and would build the fire in the she had a, a cast iron a huge cast iron stove that had a, a fire in it and I'm sure we were all grateful for that at the time, because that's what we had. But I was thinking of, of grateful for the dishes, because it reminded me I have hot water at my fingertips for a shower, for, for, for cleaning. But... To get up to the 19th floor, I have two elevators. If one's, if one's busy somewhere else, the other one will come. 
And I know it sounds crazy, but occasionally I remember to say to the elevator, thank you, when it brings me home. 19 floors, uh, I've, done the, I've done it once, maybe even twice. I've done it a couple times halfway. But when I, when I took the elevator down on, I think it was Tuesday, I said to the elevator as I got off, thank you. I know that's insane. The elevator can't hear me. But I can hear me say thank you. Thank you for being my servant and at my, at my command to call you to serve, serve me. And then I got on the train because I didn't take the car, but I got on the train and had I had to go downtown. And the train had me 30 miles away in downtown Vancouver in 30 minutes. And I got to say, thank you, train. You know, it's a delight to, to just not have to drive in traffic and, and look out the, the window. I even have a poem about looking out the window in my book. It's called From the Other Side, if I haven't told you yet. But understand every moment I have something to be grateful for. With, with a Zoom audience mostly these days. And what a joy it is for me to be able to share the words that come to me when I connect with the other side. So thank you. Thank you for being an audience. Thank you for letting me share my insanity of saying thank you to the elevator. But I am grateful for this existence. I am grateful for the emotions that remind me that I'm alive and well and live in grace. I read somewhere, just to conclude, I read somewhere that we live, as commoners, we live in greater luxury than the kings of England ever lived. Thank you. Yes, that, that is a beautiful connection to the reason that we were doing gratitude this week. Last week when we talked about our beautiful brain, Dr. Ramona highlighted how good your brain feels when you express gratitude and think upon that range of things that you covered, you know, the elevator. Does anybody think it's insane to say thank you to an object that's not a person? No, I don't. I think it's good. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> yeah, I think it should probably be thank you to the people that designed and built the elevator, actually. <laughs> and the but, people yeah, that clean so it. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah. When I was going away to college, my dad told me, when you get where you're going, two people especially to remember the people that secure the building and the people that clean the building and make sure you always say good morning and thank you to them and it's happened more than once that i got either locked out of something or left something and it was the person that was the security person that knew me and let me in a door that said no entry after eight o'clock or whatever 
the poem I'm going to share, uh, it's a thank you for being my children. You know, I raised three children and there are lots of times there are things that I might have complained about them doing. Thank you for being my children, for traveling with me through the uncharted waters of parenthood and childhood. Thank you for not going wild when I've wandered off the path, sailed into hurricanes, drifted into deserts, and driven down dead ends. Thank you for learning to take turns at the helm, standing guard, charting new courses, and hoisting up the anchor. Thank you for not running out to rob when we've run out of eggs, run out of sugar, run out of meat, and even run out of money. Thank you for learning 1,001 things to mix with pasta, make with chicken, mound on toast, and mash with potatoes. Thank you for all the times you've still given me a smile when time had run out, shoes have burst out, shirts have faded out, and slacks have worn out. Thank you for being my children. You've been my best critics and my most spirited cheerleaders. Thank you for your resilience, for refusing to drag your feet or drop your heads. Thank you even for the arguments. Though they lead me sometimes to reply, I'd be better off in the sky. Thank you for being my children. Atto, Alimayu, Sherelle. And now they're grown. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to open. We do what we call riff, which is reflective, interesting, informative, friendly feedback. So, so for any of the poems or stories people have shared. Does anyone have any riff to share? Uh, I think it was all very inspiring, actually. I've got some uh, a couple of comments. Uh, one for Ramona, for that lovely story, um, which sort of reminds us about how so much in life seems to happen by chance, you know, this serendipitous thing. But then when you look back, perhaps you see that it was meant to be. But um, you know, and how the, um, you know, the, your brother's accident and his depression actually led to something much more wonderful for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that was lovely. And, and quite often we don't think about these things. Um, I know I also met my husband probably through a whole series of chance events. And, you know, looking back, uh, it may not have happened. I may never have come to Canada, but for a series of chance events. And if I hadn't come to Pan Canada, I wouldn't have met him. So, yeah, I think uh, many times when we look back on our lives, we see some of these things that, that led, you know, led to other things perhaps that didn't seem so wonderful at the time. Right. So how uh, good things can come sometimes come out of misfortune, right? there's always a gift in every experience in every death there's a gift in every experience there is a gift you have to hunt for it but there is a gift it's it's uh, it's part of the experience there's always a gift um this is in my book, and I forgot, I actually forgot about it, but it's called In Appreciation. Today is Thanksgiving. Is there anything I can be thankful for? 
Certainly not the dysfunctional consumer society which we all endure. Separated from heart, to call it prosperity is indeed faint praise. Certainly not big oil, big pharma, nor big business. They steamroll over everyone and everything that gets in the way of their greed, which kind of makes them public enemy number one. Certainly not the education system, which is structured to paint a million variations of people with the same brush and then measure them with the same yardstick. Certainly not troubles and turmoils of life, the groundlessness and impermanence that means life is ever changing, leaving little, if anything, that one can rely on. So what am I grateful for? I am grateful that I live in a time of the greatest prosperity ever created. I live in a time when the greatest amount of knowledge available to most everyone. I am grateful that I enjoy fruits and fruits of many lands, of many lands. And I am grateful that I live in a time when safe passage is offered in most parts of the world where travel is easy and great distances are made small. I am grateful for the mountains I've climbed and the beaches I've walked. And I am grateful that much of nature's beauty still exists. I am grateful for the, peer, for the people and the spirits that have guided me in this lifetime. I am grateful for my parents who, in spite of their struggles, gave me and sustained my life. I am grateful for the myriad of experiences that I've had in this lifetime, and I am grateful for my existence and for being born into the perfect time and place. Thank you. What was the title of that poem? The what? What was title. the title? That's the poem. It was appreciation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, that was really great. And another thing, uh, when I was listening to you earlier, your story about uh, doing the dishes uh, reminded us that so many things in life we just take for granted. Yeah. Yes. We weren't here 50, 60 years ago, right? 70 years ago. <laughs> Jeannie, how does writing about gratefulness, what kind of feeling did it give you inside? Well, I found it kind of strange because I don't think in terms of gratefulness. Mm -hmm. but, um, what did interest me was how so much of my life I have been, if you'll excuse the expression, lucky. And I can only say how, how, how nice it was to have lived a life like very similar to Neil's uh, poem, actually. And although everyone here said their poetry so much better than I did that. <laughs> I'm feeling like I, I should practice my poetry a little bit, but <laughs> um, 
I liked I liked the way Charlotte talked about family and I just mentioned it in one line and Neil talking about how it was uh, you know about uh, living in a time without real want real needs uh, in a place where we had so much abundance and, and I I realized that we are so lucky to be in this part of the world at this point where we are unconscious of the problems of the world and and to enjoy the beauty of walking the walking the uh, seawall I mean this is a very beautiful place to be and how lucky we are to be marching soldiers I'm just overwhelmed by the luck of my life as you mentioned the water and in your screensaver we see the ocean we we have a problem of garbage imagine be, living in a time when our problem is that we've got tons of garbage that is out in the sea being shipped to other places uh sometimes illegally that we have so much that we are, are wasting live at a time where we have every different type of every type of food from around the world that can be delivered to our homes so that we can go to a market and find the ingredients to make so i think that uh, i'm happy that uh with last week when we talked about the brain <laughs> we shifted over to thinking about the wonderful things that happen when we really reflect on how fortunate we are and to recognize things like our phone, to thank the phone for connecting us. Even though it's got all kind of complicated things they keep doing to the phone, I can call Ramona, I can call Leslie or Jeannie, I can call any of you on this phone. And to be mindful, you know, as the 411 Center is a place for information and also advocacy, that from our points of privilege that we, we have the ability to also advocate for things that will make life better for everyone so that uh, all have food or all have water. No one's sleeping on the streets downtown in the second most you know, prosperous city like Vancouver, prosperous cities all over, that we have the ability to contribute to our ideas. We live in a democratic society where we can go to City Hall or we can contact our MPs or we can write to people and say, we'd like for you to do more to help with this particular problem. So I'm really grateful that we have uh, a democracy that we don't have to hide. You don't have to get under the bed to talk on the phone or put a pillow in front of you that we can freely talk and have a problem of working out the mechanics of the of recordings or the mechanic of our devices rather than how will we be able to talk with each other without being swift away by a secret police force or something we have a phone in our house that i can pick up the phone and call anywhere in the world it's amazing uh, michelle calls her parents uh, at least twice a week at least twice a week 
just pick up the phone and dial and I we can do it from our car because there's a, we got a system in the car that we can phone from our from our cell phone by telling the car telling the phone and then telling the car call I I would say I call my son Mark I said tell the the machine the the, the computer in the car call Mark a few seconds later, Mark gets called. It's amazing. Just when when I lived in the lumber camp, the nearest telephone was eighty miles away. Hmm. We lived in the camp. We were eighty miles from Red Rock, which was a little village uh, on the way to Thunder Bay. Yeah, communication is really something that we have to really be grateful for. And maybe another point you can tell uh, people how to access that type of phone if it's something that is complicated to do or, you know, simple to do, to set up a phone where you can call anywhere in the world. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a telephone company. We pay 10 bucks a month. And and we plug it into our computer. It runs on the com on the internet. Uh, uh, anyway, and just a piece of news I would like to share with you is is that Michelle Go leaves for China on the twentieth of December. Father's not doing well at all. He's in serious illness in the hospital, so it, it looks like it's his turn, his time. Mm. And she's going to be in quarantine for a month in China. So I won't see her until the 14th of February. My goodness. But I can call her every day. <laughs> Oh, we'll definitely hold positive thoughts for her while she's traveling and visiting with her father and family. Thank you. Well, they're pretty serious about the quarantine there then, aren't they? Say again? Like a month is far longer than anybody's required to quarantine anywhere else. That's, you know, they're being particularly um, vigilant, I guess, against COVID. Oh, they are. They are. They are. She's going to be in quarantine for two weeks when she gets there with her parents, with her mother, uh, or maybe her sister. Uh, but then she gets to visit for two weeks, and then she goes into quarantine. I think it's the the fifth of January until the. Anyway, she flies home. She flies home on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so we'll have to have, maybe Jeannie will write you a poem with flowers <laughs> that you can Yes. Uh, well, there are, we are going to be at the beginning of each of our podcasts having some breaking news or news updates. So, uh, the 411 Center is one of our sponsors, along with the Government of Canada New Horizons Program and GNF Financial. So from their perspectives, there are different things that we will be sharing. But uh, you can also phone the 411 Center. And Jeannie, do you have the, I haven't memorized the number, 
Do you have the phone number at hand? Yes, I do. Okay. Jeannie is a board member. <laughs> it's 604-684-8171. Okay. And when you call, call that number, you could say you want to call about membership. Uh, the 411 Center is having a new building built, which will not be completed until July. So anyone that joins does not have to pay the $10. You can make a donation because $10, there are very few organizations you can join that have a monthly fee of $10. But you can call the number and tell someone you'd like to join and they can help you get to the donations page. Or you, if you are a member uh, and might not have missed that, seen it in the newsletter, there's going to be a Christmas gathering uh, at the center on the 22nd. And because there's a limit, just about every building has a limit on how many people can be in the building, you have to call in reserve so that they can keep track of how close they are to the 25 person maximum for the building that is at, um, well, I won't say the address because that might make people think you could just drop by. Uh, but the 411 Center does have drop-by services for information, information and referral. You can get information on uh, immigration papers you're trying to finish, about housing, other types of services, uh, people who will sit and help if you've got a packet of things that you have to fill out for about your GIC or old age program. So it is a number that you can call. Uh, you can tell them that you'd like to get information about something, and they will connect you with the, with the uh, person that deals with that. But we also will be having someone come on each week and give us breaking news about something special that's happening at the 411 Senior Center in Vancouver. Well, I might mention that uh, if you want to make Christmas decorations, they're doing it. And I think it's the 13th. I have, I have it written down. Um, December 13th, 10.30 to noon. And everything's supplied. Also, if you're interested in volunteers, and you can get, really get to know the organization. It's an amazing organization. I'm not a joiner. Okay, I think you, when you when you move a little bit, that's when it, the sound goes off. Okay. okay so you're saying we're welcoming volunteers. Welcoming volunteers um, and the kinds of things we do, is, well, all kinds of things. But if you want to have a and involvement with an organization, it's open for that. But come by and see if it, you like it. Right, and volunteers get training on how to answer particular types of questions, how to use all the different resource books. There are resource books there on housing, on income tax, on immigration. So uh, people are very much welcome to come in and everything there, the services are, are free. So unlike many things, <laughs> that online will say we give you information on immigration or we give you information on medical centers. 
uh, they give you, the, and then you get down to the end and it says for a donation of so much or to subscribe, but you don't have to subscribe for anything to get that information. And if you're a person that does like to share information with others, you can come in, you'll get free training to help you with whichever part of the program you'd like to work with. So that is my commercial <laughs> and I stand by it. The 411 Senior Center Society in Vancouver. We are also connecting with senior centers and resources across the country. Uh, the podcast in our first year was just limited to Vancouver, but now we have people from Ontario. We're welcoming people from Alberta. So anyone that any of you talk to in other places, you can tell them about joining our podcast and joining, as you can see, there's opportunities to share your creative writing, your stories, your poems, your songs. And on our website, we have a session that's called Easy Listening. If you go to poweredbyh.com and look at the Easy Listening section, you will be able to hear things that people have recorded, interviews, stories, poems, and we don't charge you a fee. There's some things that say, oh, you could read your work and have it heard, and it's only $19.99 per month, or you can get uh, I mentioned everyone that does put something, record something on our website, there's a, you, your information is added to the website, tell something about you. So one of the goals and purposes for our podcast is increasing uh, people's recognition of the reservoir of knowledge and creativity that seniors have in creating an age-friendly country. We started out with an age-friendly city, but uh, Dr. Ramona, do you think we could become an age-friendly country? Oh, definitely. I think there are a lot of seniors around here, and I, 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 I admire them running along the, the, the false creek seawall when I'm just struggling to walk around. So definitely we could. Okay, so next week we have another special guest. She is a heart sound therapist. The heart has different rhythms and patterns. So she, in her work, she's worked in crisis centers, uh, working on a type of therapy that is heart sound. So we'll get to experience that next week as well. She is a uh, singer, Johnny Proby. Uh, we've heard her on the radio station on CJSF, but she's going to bring some of our music and share that with us. But it will be a fun time of finding ways to just bring out the love in your heart. At this time, you know, if you look at the TV, if you look long enough, there are all the depressing things that are happening. So next week with Heart Sound, you'll learn ways to bring the songs out of your heart and how to use that type of therapy uh, with others that you are involved with over the holidays. So we continue con to be uh, inspiration. There are some people that have that are have been in our group that are in hospitals. Some right now are in different therapies, but they've said how much they've enjoyed the inspiration they get from the poems and stories that people share. So we'll be looking forward to you joining us again next Thursday at one. And uh, if you are just listening and have not gotten an email from me, you can get an invitation by sending an email to pbaafc at gmail.com. So thank you again, and we'll talk to you again. 